I remember this one time. A guy decided to give a speech about the life of Colonel Sanders. You know, the chicken guy. He walks in to give his talk, and he's got a bucket of fried chicken under each arm from KFC. Everyone in the class got a piece of Colonel Sanders' chicken that day while he gave his speech. It was easily the second most powerful visual aid I've ever seen. We were all so engaged, we hardly cared that the speech went for 10 minutes. We had chicken. We were happy. The first most powerful visual aid I've ever seen was when a gal brought in a massive three-foot by three-foot piece of cardboard. She's about to start her speech, and she flips it around, and it's a picture of her face. And she's got this zit from hell swelling up the whole right half of her face. It's red, and it's full of pus, and it's huge. It looked like a wasp had laid eggs in her cheek. She starts giving her speech about staph infections, and I, I want to look away, but I can't. She just leaves it up there, staring at me. I heard nothing she said. It was too much. I don't remember her speech at all. I just remember the fear. This is Enter to Speech. I'm Daniel Thompson, and today we are talking visual aids and the demonstration speech. Your textbook has two chapters on how to make an effective PowerPoint. It's going to tell you stuff like make sure the font is big enough and use more pictures than words and keep it simple. That's all great advice, but I don't teach PowerPoint. I've never seen a PowerPoint that didn't make a speech just a little more plastic, corporate, boring. While professors across America are putting us to sleep with their screens, Bill Gates is pulling crazy stunts. This man stands up in front of an audience one time, all right? He says, you know, everyone in this audience is rich. We're protected from crazy things that happen. Millions of people are dying of malaria right now, and there's no way we will ever be in the position to get malaria. And then this man, he pulls out this big old jar with bugs flying around in it. Malaria is mostly carried by mosquitoes like these, he says. So tonight, we're going to even the odds. And then he opens the freaking jar of mosquitoes into the audience. Now, these mosquitoes didn't really have malaria. That would have probably been illegal. But his point was made. All those rich donors were awake. He had their attention. No PowerPoint could ever do that. While I can't professionally recommend releasing blood-sucking insects into a crowd, I can tell you this. Real visual aids work better than digital ones. A video of someone doing a flip is never as cool as someone actually doing a flip in person. You can show a video of an owl flying across the screen, but actually bringing an owl into a room, people wake up. People pay attention to that. When we bring real things into our speaking, our audiences pay attention. The object you bring in can relate directly to what you're talking about, or it could be more of a metaphor. I've had someone bring in a tuba in a speech about playing in the marching band, and I've had someone bring in a baby plant to talk about her personal growth. The plant represented her. So we don't have to bring in things that are exactly about the things that we're talking about. They can be representational, but all good ones have the same thing in common. They all get the audience to pay attention 
and to focus them on what's being said. All this stuff's gonna be super useful to you because you've got the demonstration speech coming up. Let's talk about it. You're gonna be producing a three to five minute speech explaining to the audience how to do something. You will be demonstrating it for them. You will be teaching them how to do something they didn't know how to do before. This speech needs to be accompanied by a full outline as described last week in our recorded Zoom sessions and it is worth 100 points or the last two speeches points combined. So, you all been getting good, right? You've had two speeches to really practice up and to get as good as you are now, and I've been seeing you improve. I really have. You all are doing better in the second speech than you did in the first. So now things are gonna start getting a little heavier. We're going to up the ante a little bit, so to speak. So that's why these speeches, increasingly from here on out, become worth more and more points. The focus of this speech is your organization, okay? You should have a clear three-point structure organized logically. You should also have a solid introduction with an attention getter, a credibility statement, and a preview statement. If you don't know what those things are, you need to go back and listen to the, the Zoom sessions that we recorded from last week, because that's when we talked about all that. Your conclusion should sum up your main points, and it should end memorably. The idea is to make your ideas easy to understand by organizing them clearly for your audience. So what should you talk about? You may have this sense that you don't know anything worth teaching, and I'm here to tell you that that's not true. We all know things that are a little unique to us, or we know them in a unique way. Now, we've been taught things by the elders in our lives, we've been taught things by our friends, our peers, our teachers, a speech like how to play the tuba or how to make a perfect omelet would be examples of possible topics. We've all picked up little things over time. Hobbies. Anything. I've seen a speech on how to make cereal. Now, is that super useful? No, but it was funny. And you do have the option here to do a less serious speech. You could make your audience laugh by teaching them things that maybe they do already know, but in a different way or you could teach them ridiculous things. I once wrote an essay called How to Dress a Deer. It was, you know, out in the middle of western Oklahoma. People hang deers up by their legs, they cut them open, and they take the meat home. That's what they do. That's what deer dressing is. Um, but I gave a description of how to dress a deer up in a three-piece tux. You can do that sort of thing. That's cool. I'm not going to say no to any of your creativity. On D2L, I put up some new criteria that I'm going to be using. I'm going to show, it lists out what I'll be looking at when I'll be doing my grading. So, but the big things are going to be the organization this time and then building on those delivery skills for last time. Now, if you're teaching us how to do something, you can show us how to do it visually as well. If you teach us how to shuffle a deck of cards, you can have that deck of cards there and you can show us what to do while you're doing it. If you want to teach us how to make a great kale smoothie, which is a misnomer because there is no such thing as a great kale smoothie. There's only terrible tasting kale smoothies, so that speech is impossible. But you could actually show us how you're doing it while you're doing it. This is a great place to begin incorporating visual aids. There's no speech that can't benefit from a visual aid. But this one, oh my gosh, this one is really, really worth it. So how do you go about doing this speech? The first thing you need to do is decide what your purpose is gonna be. 
You need to decide what you're trying to accomplish. Decide what do you want to teach. Then you begin to write out some of the ideas. Just sketch them down. Any specific steps in the process, stories you can tell, tips you want to give the audience. Stories still matter, even in these speeches, because stories make audiences care. So it'd be easy to say, okay, here are the five steps in making a grilled cheese sandwich. But the story about how your brother choked on a grilled cheese sandwich and like, like choke vomited the grilled cheese sandwich across the table and hit your great aunt in the top of the head, that story makes your speech way better than just talking about the three main steps in making a grilled cheese. You need the steps in there, but you need the stories in there to bring it alive. Organize this information into a three-point outline, creating main points and sub-points underneath them. Begin practicing using this outline. Make the adjustments as you need to. And then, again, practice in front of a mirror, in front of roommates, in front of a camera, so you can get your body motion down tight and your vocal delivery down tight. Then when you're confident in your outline, write your main points in large lettering on a note card. I've talked about note cards before. Um, this will be something you can use during your speech if you get in trouble and forget where you were going with your ideas. And then when you feel well rehearsed, record your speech and submit it through YouTube along with the outline as we've done in the past two speeches. This is the basics of this speech. Now, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm gonna make myself available on Zoom for the next several class sessions. The speech is due a lot of you said in your surveys that you wanted the speech due not on Friday, but on the Sunday. So it's due on Sunday night. Get on the speech early if you can. If you need to go back and hit some things that you haven't done before, go for it. But try to get on this early. Try to start writing it early. I'm going to be in these Zoom meetings just for Q&A so that I can work with you all on what you need. I am here for you guys. I want to work with you on your problems. You can, you can come in and you can deliver your speech to me and I will coach you through it before you have to submit it for a final. I don't mind doing that. If you want to come to Zoom and show me your outline, we'll talk about your outline. I'll workshop it with you here. This is what I'm good for. I'm good for working with you when you have things you want to work on. If you want me to just talk at you, I can just talk at you, but I would much rather coach you. I feel like that's a lot more valuable. So that's what we have going on this week. You have a discussion board that's really easy. It's just watching a brief speech and writing a couple things about it. It's also focusing on outlining and organization. And then you have this speech. Again, do Sunday night, three to five minutes. That means your speech should either be somewhere between the three minute mark and the five minute mark. If you go much over, I dock points. If you go much under, I dock points. That's because we have to keep everything fair for everyone. It's easier to deliver a short speech for some people, and for other people, it's easier to, to deliver a long speech. So we need to all be in the same kind of pocket. If you need anything at all, let me know. You all got this. I believe in you. Take care. Let me know. <laughs>